may be seated. Sorry, the song ended a little sooner than I thought. I'm just finishing an episode on Netflix here. Don't worry, it's the Bible series. What kind of church is this? Can you believe that? Can you believe that right now I've got access to thousands of TV shows and movies and potentially millions of songs right in my hand? That in this room, in your pocket, in your purse, you can access, you could start watching media and watch it every second of every day until you die. And it's all right there. You know, there was a time back in the day, as my kids like to say, back in the day, if you wanted to watch a TV show, you had to go to a newspaper, you had to flip to the listings, you had to find what channel it was on, you had to schedule your day so that you were actually home, you had to turn on the TV, and then you'd actually get to see it. Now, if you wanted video on demand, there was this technology they came out with. It wasn't PVR, it was VCR. And you could actually record a show if you had a degree from MIT to program the thing. You could get a really choppy, second-rate version of your favorite show and watch it whenever you wanted. But you still couldn't put it in your pocket. Now, times have changed. The power of media has not changed. Over 20 years ago, I began a career in radio broadcasting that brought me to CJ92 and Virgin Radio here in Calgary. Uh, Back in 2012, the Lord called me out of radio to begin making films and producing TV shows. I've written, voiced, and produced radio commercials, music, movies, TV, narrated documentaries, and voice acted for anime cartoons. And if there's any Flames fans in the house, if you've ever sang the words, uh, you can find me in the dome chilling with Jerome. Uh, I was part of the production, production team that made that song. I wish it would have helped the flames a bit more, but I did what I could. I've been in the arts for over 20 years, and I have the frosted tips to prove it. Look at that. (laughs) My wife says no more. I miss the 90s. Now, media is a gift to us. It inspires, it teaches, it helps us to laugh. It takes us to far off places that we might not ever get to see. We can learn, you can watch documentaries, you can explore the world in ways that nobody would ever conceive of even just a hundred years ago. Media is a good thing. But if I was going to go old school legalistic, I'd say all TV, movies, and music are evil. That was the prominent message in many church sermons over the past hundred years. And there's still even some people that believe the only songs you can sing are the Psalms sung straight out of the Bible with no instruments, just voice. You know, the problem with that thinking is that it rejects the people in the arts and entertainment industry, people that Jesus loves and died for, it rejects them in their art, in their craft, and in their passion. And that's not a good thing. And by the way, who was it in the 1900s that anointed the pipe organ as the holiest of all instruments? I just have so many questions. Movies, TV, books, and music, we call it entertainment, which is correct, but in reality, it's a powerful medium for conveying a message. This is where it gets tricky because it's not bad to enjoy entertainment, but we need to be wary of the message within the content that we consume. 
will say things like, I know the lyrics are bad, but I love the beat. I know there's going to be a lot of sex and drugs, but it looks funny. I love that actor. I love that director. Lots of times we justify the message because of the delivery or the deliverer. The entertainment factor can bring our spiritual guard down. And the thing you need to know is that every movie, TV, TV show, song, book, every single one of them is a sermon preached by someone. We watch a lot of sermons. Technically, this is called a sermon. But we listen to a lot of preaching. Everything we watch and listen to, whether online, on the radio, wherever, it's a message. It's a sermon. So the danger is that the more you listen to a message, the more it becomes normal and acceptable. The more it starts sounding like truth. Where before, you wouldn't believe something. The more you listen to a message, the more it takes over your heart and your mind and becomes truth. So it can change your beliefs. That's a good thing. I'm hoping tonight that by listening to a message, that God speaks to your heart and your mind and you start changing something in your life. But it can also be a negative thing, obviously, too. So should we abandon all stories and media that are not completely Jesus-focused? No. Do I believe that everything that is not Christian should be avoided? You know, that would be so easy for me. All I'd have to do is come up here, say, thou shalt not. I'd be done. We could go home early, get a good night's sleep for Monday. It's not that easy. Why? Well, the Bible doesn't say anything about Netflix or YouTube or Spotify or iTunes or Facebook. They're not in there. I've read it front to back a few times. It's not in there. That's what makes it hard. So to say you can never watch or listen to secular productions would be legalistic. Now, legalism is proclaiming a list of rules to make you righteous that aren't specifically mentioned in the Bible. Plus, to say that you shouldn't watch or listen to anything from the culture is also unbiblical. Many times in the Bible, Paul quotes Eridus and other Greek poets to help him make his point. In 1 Corinthians 15.33, Paul writes, Bad company corrupts good morals. This comes from an Athenian writer named Menander in his play called Thias. In Titus 1... Paul says, one of themselves, a prophet of their own, said, Cretans are always liars, evil beasts, lazy gluttons. This testimony is true. He was quoting one of their writers, and he called him a prophet, kind of a mocking way, but he quoted one of their writers. And you should note that he wasn't promoting these writings or the writers, but he was using them to illustrate and explain the gospel in a way that people would better understand and connect to. That's what we're supposed to do in our day-to-day lives as we're telling people about Jesus and salvation. We need to relate to them and talk to them in ways that they understand. So, is media evil? No, I know some people might say yeah, but no. Is it used for evil? Yeah, all day long, absolutely. Are baseball bats evil? No. Can they be used for evil? Yes. The problem is the heart condition of the person using it. 
That's why God is so uh, concerned with our heart condition. Anything good can be turned to evil. What fills your heart overflows and comes out into every part of your life. Can you honor God by avoiding movies and TV? Yeah, of course. Can you honor God by using your freedom wisely while you watch movies and television, listen to music? Yeah. My productions alone, by God's grace, have reached over 7 million people around the world in over 200 countries and have brought countless people to the Lord. That's something we couldn't do even 10, 15 years ago. Well, praise God for that. I put it out there. You made it go. He lights the fires. So if you've chosen to cut your cable and avoid non-Christian productions, I'd never tell you you're wrong. That's the freedom you have in Christ. Jesus has freed us to have the freedom to hear from him and make decisions for our own lives, our own families. But for me, media shapes culture. It's not just a reflection of culture, but it's a change agent. It's unbelievably powerful. This is why I believe Christians should be involved in producing movies, television shows, and music that can reach outside of our church box. If every movie, song, and TV shows a sermon, shouldn't we be part of preaching it? The first thing we learn about God in Scripture is that he's a creator. In the beginning, God created. The first five words of the Bible. Which means if we're made in his image, then we should be creating too. And God created in all forms of workmanship. If you look at our world... He did woodworking, sculpturing, painting, sound design, light and illumination. This means that we should create in many different forms as well. If he's creator and I reflect his heart, I can create and glorify him as I do it. I love media and films and television, but I hate what is evil. And this is the battle. This is the tug of war. I hate what's evil because it hurts people. It destroys innocence. It breaks up relationships. It brings harm to people. This is God's heart. God hates sin because sin hurts people. And God loves people. So this is the struggle that we, we have to wrestle with. Can a movie or your song or TV show draw you closer to God? Well, yeah, obviously you know, movies like Fireproof and War Room, you know, shows like 100 Huntley Street, Chris Tomlin, Fireproof, um, uh, sorry, uh, Finger of God, movies like this, content like this, it's, it's obviously meant to draw you closer to God. But maybe for you, other films or songs can do that too. One thing I love is ensemble movies. Like, I love Avengers. I love Lord of the Rings. I love movies where a bunch of misfits or heroes, with different skill sets all come together for the cause of good to overcome an evil oppressor, have victory, and rescue a people. I love that. To me, that's an image of the church. A bunch of misfits or heroes, I don't know who you are, uh, you can decide that, come together with a whole bunch of different gifts and skills and work as one family, hopefully to love the world that Jesus died for, to overcome evil and oppression, 
to bring justice into the world. That's a picture of the church. When I see the Avengers, like, you can ask my wife, I tear up. I tear up. And it's not it's not because of Captain America. It's it's because this is this is an image of the church to me. And it makes me hit my knees. Um, you know, speaking of Avengers, don't worry, no spoilers if you haven't seen Endgame. Uh, in 1 Thessalonians 4, 6, it says the Lord is an avenger. All right? You can check that out. It's just Bible, all right? My favorite movie might be Gladiator. I love the hero of Gladiator, Maximus, right? This strong ruler who ended up in slavery, fighting battles that he shouldn't have been fighting. It's not what he was meant to do, but what he was destined to do. Ultimately rose up and sacrificed his life to conquer an evil oppressor and free a people. That is the gospel. That is Jesus. That is what Jesus has done. The king who left heaven, came down in lowly circumstances, fought battles, fought against people, verbally, got beat up, eventually died, to conquer an enemy that we could not conquer, death, sin, Satan, so that we could be freed. This is the gospel. When I watch Gladiator, it brings me closer to God too. And I believe all great hero stories are based on the greatest story, which is Jesus and the Bible. So some questions you might want to ask as you're consuming these millions and billions and countless numbers of hours of content that we have access to. Number one, who is it glorifying? Who's the hero? Is that good or bad? Number two, what themes is it exploring? Is the core concept that holds the film together sex or drug abuse? You know, a good way to look at this is if you take out those things, do you have a movie left? If you don't have a movie left, is it worth watching? I know this stuff gets sprinkled into everything we watch. We've all seen it. I mean, but if that's a core concept, is this the message we want preached to us? Number three, does it lead you closer to God the Father, and does it make you more like Jesus? I mean... doesn't really apply to every movie, but if you flip that around, then it does. Does it take you away from God the Father? Does it make you look less like Jesus? Number four, what would you spend your night doing if this was your last night on earth? What movie, what TV show, song, activity is worth doing tonight? This is your last night. First Peter 1.15 says, But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, Be holy because I am holy. God calls us to holiness. Okay? It's not by our actions. Jesus makes us holy through his blood, his death, his resurrection. Okay, but we join him in that by continuing to walk in holiness like he would want us to, living lives that glorify him, lives that are filled with power. The more pure your life is, the more power you're gonna have. Purity breeds power. 
A race car uses high-performance fuel, and if you dilute it with anything less, the engine will not perform as well as it should, and it'll eventually seize up or blow up. It's the same in our spiritual life, too. Okay, we've got high-octane Holy Spirit running us, fueling us, guiding us. Do we want to dilute that with anything less? Purity is power. Some of you can only watch or listen to Christian media. If you've made that decision through prayer and personal conviction, then stand firm and do not bend. I bless you in that. Some of you have made that personal conviction and you're thrusting it upon others when God has not spoken to them the same thing that he's spoken to you. Okay? This is legalism and you need to repent. If you're concerned about people's watching and viewing habits and listening habits, talk to them gently with love and pray for them earnestly if you want to see a heart change, if you believe that's what's right. Some of you are using media to avoid life issues. You're hurting. You have pain in your life. You have broken relationships. Your job's not going well. Your children are rebelling. Your parents are a little rough on you. Whatever it is, you got problems. And you're using media as your comfort in place of the Holy Spirit. Jesus wants to heal you tonight. Jesus wants you to bring him into that wound, into that relationship, into that life situation and heal it. He doesn't want you to turn to things and avoid stuff. He wants you to overcome it because he's overcome the world. And that's our inheritance with him. We get to overcome the things of the world as well. Tonight you will receive healing. There will be prayer teams up at the front. And you can come and receive prayer for that. Open yourself up to the Lord. Don't medicate anymore. Don't avoid it. Face it and conquer it. Some of you have been struggling to hear God's voice in your life and your prayer life's weak and you're distracted. Your Bible feels empty. God's voice is quiet. Let me remind you that you are a limited vessel. You are a created being. You can only fill yourself with so much. You only have room for so much in your life. Your mind can only handle so much. Your heart can only handle so much. Your time, your schedule can only handle so much. What are you filling it with? Maybe it's time to ease away from media. Maybe it's time to fast and pray and refill your life with the things of God and be filled fresh with his power. Connect with his voice again. Have the Bible come alive again. You've been saved unto greater things. Now speaking of the Holy Spirit in your life, it's the most serious part of my message. Most likely all of us have seen at least one movie or TV show filled with sexual immorality, drunkenness, demonic images, violent oppression, use of Jesus' name as a curse word, or a celebration of other forms of evil. We're in the world. We're going to hear stuff. We're going to see stuff. All right? That's just the reality. If you're going to watch a movie, there's going to be something in it, most likely. But what happens to you when you see it? Is there a flinch in your spirit? It's like, oh, well, that was too much. 
Oh, that's not right. Oh, I shouldn't be watching that or listening to that. If there's no flinching in your spirit, if there's no conviction, then I just need to honestly and and boldly say that I don't believe that you're born again. I don't believe you've come into a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't believe you're saved. And I can say this based on scripture that says we can be sure of our salvation by the witness of the Spirit. If something grieves the Holy Spirit and you don't feel that grief inside you, then maybe the Holy Spirit isn't inside you because sin grieves the Holy Spirit. So when you see this stuff, when it enters your heart where the Holy Spirit is, there should be a little shock in there. You know, you wanna turn your eyes away. If there isn't, tonight's your night. Tonight's your night. Okay, this salvation, this gladiator that I talked about, this Jesus, he wants to come and rescue you. He wants to come and fill your life. He wants to come and fulfill all the destiny and everything that he has built you for. And he's calling you to his cross. And that's why we always have a cross up with the light on it. That's why we always lift the name of Jesus because the media has told you that Jesus is lame, that he is weak, that Christians are nothing but judgmental, that Jesus came to start a boring, dusty religion and that is the furthest thing from the truth. That is the one thing I hate about media. Jesus did not come to start a religion. He came to call a people to him. He came to bring a people into the kingdom of God. And that only comes through the cross of Jesus Christ. You cannot clean up your life tonight. It's like trying to heal yourself before you go to the hospital. It makes no sense. You come to the cross, you receive your healing, you trade your life in for the life of Jesus. He loves you and died for you on that cross so you didn't have to face death so that you could spend eternity with him. So whatever you've heard about Jesus that doesn't line up with what the Bible actually says, and don't, don't believe a message until you've heard the truth. If this is new to you, God is calling you tonight. You can trust him. You can trust him. We have a baptism tank. I'm going to pray for you tonight. If you want to receive the Lord, as your savior, if you want to trade in your life, it just hasn't been working for you, you need something new, and God is calling you. You hear that voice calling you. You feel that tug on your heart right now. That is the Holy Spirit. God is invested in you. He knows your name. He is calling your name. He's calling your name. He's calling you to him. He doesn't want to judge you doesn't want to judge your sin. He wants to forgive your sin and nail it to the cross. If this is you tonight, be bold. Raise your hand. Who's God calling tonight? Show me where you are. Show me. If God's working on your heart and you want to start a new life with him, you raise your hand tonight. Because I'm going to pray for you right here. Yeah, I see you. Let's pray together. Let's pray together. 
Jesus is gonna touch some people here tonight. Father, you love us far too much to keep us where we're at. Thank you that this life is a journey. We're all at different places in that journey right now. And there are some tonight who are starting that journey. There are some tonight ready to give it all, to give it all to you, Lord, to give their lives to you, to trust you. And maybe they've heard for the first time tonight what you've done for them, Jesus. But I ask you tonight, if, if this is you, that you'd pray, Jesus, come into my life. Forgive my sins. Heal my heart. Fix my broken life. Fix my broken relationships. Heal my broken body. Bring me into your kingdom when I ultimately face death, whether it's tonight or whether it's 50 years from now. May I enter your kingdom, into your rest, into your paradise called heaven. May I spend eternity with you, Jesus. Forgive my sins. I lay down my life at the foot of the cross. I accept your forgiveness. I thank you that you have paid the debt that I could not pay. Jesus, tonight I am yours. If you have prayed this, if you have welcomed Jesus to your life, into your heart, the Bible says that he has made you a new creation, that the old has gone, the new has come, you are forgiven, you are holy, righteous, and pure. Righteousness does not come from your own effort, but from the hand of God. There was only one righteous person, and none of us were him. It was Jesus Christ, and he wants to trade his life his righteousness with your unrighteousness so that we can be pure, holy people leading others into this kingdom. If you have prayed that prayer, you come and talk to one of these prayer partners. I'm going to be at the front. I will pray with you. If you want to get baptized tonight, you come see Pastor Lawrence and the team over here. The water's warm. We have towels. We have extra clothes. Don't worry about that. We've taken care of everything. And if you have questions about what I've talked about tonight, feel free to come find me as well. We're going to continue worshiping. We're going to celebrate what God's done here tonight. If he's spoken to you, you commit that to him in this worship time. And let's see what God wants to do for the rest of the evening. God bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.